All right. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, good day, whatever you say to yourself. Welcome to the Voice in the Pen podcast. Really excited to be here today with our guest, Jesse Esterline. Jesse is a North Carolina native, singer, songwriter extraordinaire, and we're really happy to have you on the show. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is very free form, but, you know, there are obviously some things that we kind of cover in terms of songwriting and approaches and that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, the big thing is really we want to take some time to get to know you, get to know your music, how you approach it and why you, what on earth made you think like, hey, I ought to write songs. That's yeah. it, you know. Yeah, that's a journey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, where do you want me to start? Um, From the top? W- when did you start playing music? Um, I started playing music, I got interested in piano mm-hmm. as a kid. And my dad always played drums. I would watch him play drums and for the church. And then, you know, I'd kind of bang around. He'd teach mm-hmm. me a thing or two. But really, my first venture in music got started. I was about seven years old. Mm-hmm. Started uh, taking classical piano. Okay. My grandmother uh, helped me do that. And it was really interesting because I really didn't have a lot growing up. So my parents really struggled to provide those types of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lady in the church. She was Miss Sarah. And she taught piano lessons. So I would go to her house, and she raised birds. So my chore was to take care of the birds mm-hmm. and return for piano lessons. It was a good trade-off, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, and then from there, you know, um, I carried that with me. But I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure to play for the church mm-hmm. and recitals and all that stuff. And I just got burned out as a kid Sure. on it. I just kind of wanted to know how to play you know, NSYNC or something. <laughs> yes, secular music. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't allowed to play secular music at all. So actually, that's a good point. I remember the first bit of sheet music uh, kind of tripped my grandfather. We went to a bookstore and he said, you can get whatever you want. Give me an allowance. And I go in there and I remember buying a Brian McKnight sheet music book yeah. and right. learned back at one, okay. bought a Titanic <laughs> sheet music so that, you know, learned that whole thing. Um And then from there, you know, I kind of, like I said, I got burned out on it. So I put it to the side for a long time and just kind of kept it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Passing by pianos and stores, playing them every once in a while. Um, But just too shy to be in front of people doing it. So I think it was my senior year of high school. There was like a talent contest. And I distinctly remember (laughs) uh, being in the band room of the high school playing piano and the music teacher walked in, and there was a talent show coming up. There was advertisements about it all over school, and he goes, uh, "You gonna play?" And I go, "No, <laughs> what, what <laughs> I'm not gonna what? do that. <laughs> yeah, why, why do I want to do that?" Uh, and I was, it's kind of a new school for me, so I didn't know a lot of people. You know, like I was still getting to know people, yeah. so I was very shy about it. But I ended up doing it. Um, he sucked me into it, and it was a really cool experience. It's like one of those things. You only know when you get on stage and you play, yeah. no matter how scared you are. Yep. And then you're like, wow, I did that. Yeah, yeah. I really did that. Yeah. Like, no matter how bad or good it was, it's like, I actually did that. So yeah. it was a proud moment. Yeah. So then I left, uh, graduated high school mm-hmm. and joined the military. And there really wasn't much time for playing music then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still same thing. If I found a piano or something, you know, pick it up and start doodling or whatever. But I had some good friends when I deployed um, that played guitar and a few friends on bass that played guitar before I deployed that were kind of trying to teach me. I was like, man, this hurts. <laughs> like, <laughs> Said every guitar player ever. Right. Why do I want to do this? This is torture. <laughs> Everybody uh, can remember that first time when you're like, bing, uh, bing, no sound, yeah. fingers hurt. <laughs> so I guess when I was deployed, 
Um, not to put any brands out there, but Amazon had just really started selling things other than books and shipping them places, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? Wherever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the Middle East, right? And I'm like, all these guys around me, maintenance guys and stuff that I work with, because I worked on the flight line, they were all like, they had a, uh, a guitar. And they would sit in the smoke pit and they would play strum stuff. One guy would play Coheed. The other guy would play Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. So basically, they started teaching me, you know, general chords. I think the first chord I learned was a G. And I wrote my first song with a, a G chord. Okay. Um, but I, I sat over there. I, I ordered it from Amazon, this little travel guitar. It's called a Johnson guitar. Yeah. And uh, so tiny. And I was like, this thing's never going to get to me, right? Yeah. It got to me. On time in the Middle East. And yeah. I was like a fan for Amazon from then on out. But yeah, started learning to play a few chords there. Started, I've always been writing. Yeah. So that was, so, that was what I was wondering is like fast forward from, you know, kind of being convinced, encouraged, coerced, pushed off the mm -hmm. edge to performing in high school to when you wrote your first song. And like, when was that transition from, oh, I'm a, I'm a performer, right? I can perform. I can perform musically. I can sing. I can do these things. But then to move to creating and performing your own material is, is, is another step in a way. Right. It was a huge step. Um, you know, again. You know, so first song was in G. What was that like? What was that experience like writing your first song? Um, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And then I played it for a few friends and they were like, oh, that needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> Good friends though, right? Right. I mean, you know, right. like, okay, that's helpful. Well, they, kept, they kept pushing me. Yeah. And, and like a lot of those friends are still around in my life today. And it's really cool to see them watch me evolve but also to watch some of them evolve it's yeah. like evolve because they're also in the music um but yeah i i got to that point i think when i wrote my first song um again i again dabbled in music when i got back from deployment and i got settled at home i got out of the military i moved to uh, greenville north carolina i would start a school there and that was a really magical time in my life um my it was also a very hard time in my life my grandmother who was like a mother to me, uh, was suffering from dementia and she's the one that pushed me into music. And I spent a lot of time with her, her house, taking care of her, being her caretaker. Um, and I just, you run out of things to do. So I remember, so I was in school for recreational therapy and we talked about how music helps a lot with all of that. Um, so I took my guitar, that little travel Johnson yep. and I sat down one day and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn a song that she would know. And the only thing that came to mind was Jolene, Dolly Parton's Jolene. So I played it for her, and she sang every word. She couldn't tell you my name, anyone else's name, the name of general things, but she sang every word to that song. And something just struck where it said, there's something powerful here, um, and I owe it to her to keep pursuing this and to myself. So I decided to sign it for my first open mic. And I did that in Greenville, North Carolina, and... I think it's called the Boneyard now, mm -hmm. um, but it used to be, what's the name of it? I can't even think of it right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not super familiar. Do you still have that guitar? Uh, I gave that guitar, I think, to a friend of ours, a, okay. a, a mutual friend of ours. I wasn't um, sure. I've never seen it, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's still in a safe place. It's still in town. Um, <laughs> it hadn't skipped town yet. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, an uh, interesting bit to that story with that guitar, um, two people signed it that I was deployed with. It was these, the two guys that helped me learn how to play. Yeah. Um, and one of them was actually a, a special forces guy I flew home with on the flight home. So there's two two signatures on that guitar that are really important to me um, of people that helped me learn mm 
like that one back, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's <laughs> I gave it away to someone very special. And, oh, that's important. You know, that, I'm I'm a big fan of gifting things forward. Yes. When they no longer serve their purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got started playing in Greenville. I uh, went to my first open mic, and there were so many talented musicians there. And I just remember uh, one here locally, like you know, mentioning you should keep doing this or give me like really good advice. I remember it, like eat the mic. Mm-hmm. After I was done, mm-hmm. that was one thing I heard. Mm-hmm. And I just decided after that to go into it open-heartedly. And I was there every every chance they had an open mic. And I did that for about two, maybe two years, just mm-hmm. getting my feet wet, meeting people. Before it really clicked, there's enough people telling you, like, you should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should give it a shot. Yeah. And I remember that first check from that first paid gig. <laughs> and how proud I was of that. Yeah. You know. You tell yourself these things that you're like you're your own worst critic, you know, mm-hmm. and there are certain people that are not always great supporters, you know, in your life that maybe might be a little bit bitter about you pursuing your goal mm-hmm. and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And you get some of that, too. Um, but for most of the most part, everyone I met along the way has been super supportive. I mean, musicians are a different breed mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing I can attest for, for sure, is that there's so many bleeding hearts in this community. And a lot of me getting started with those first gigs were other musicians that were well experienced, you know, beyond me that said, hey, I think you got something here. Here's my gear. Go out. Use it. Because I wasn't going to go do it. You know, I wasn't going to go buy all that stuff. But just that little bump, Mm -hmm. which is a huge bump, by the way, because gear's not cheap. No, it's not. Got me out of the door Mm -hmm. and out of my head a little bit and so i just started booking and fell in love with it i mean i think everyone at this table can attest to that feeling yeah absolutely you know absolutely so so when did the songwriting really kick in for you when did you start writing songs i've been writing songs my whole life and didn't know it okay and the form Uh, yeah yeah and the form of poetry or otherwise um humming melodies Mm -hmm. but really my process has always been once I learned enough chords <laughs> on a guitar or a piano, I will sit down and just play. Mm-hmm. And honestly, from the beginning, I think I always had a recorder set up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've never been the person that wrote it down and was like really analytical about how it was structured. Mm-hmm. I really love the raw feeling behind things um, to capture kind of what I'm feeling. And sometimes I didn't even know I was feeling in that moment I was writing. Mm-hmm. It just comes off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you're a very stream of consciousness for sure. Type of writer. Because you'll just sit down and play a chord progression that you, you're like, that sounds cool. Yeah. And then you just like keep going with with lines. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> you just keep going and then you like record it and pick them out. And you're like, okay, I like this. And let's get rid of this. And it's just very like. Right. It's like flows out, I feel like. I think it's hard because I really honor a lot of musicians and songwriters that can sit down and they have a very structured way of writing Mm -hmm. um i'm just not that person and i've and that's what's really interesting now because i've had you know you guys know but i've had a lot of time where i haven't been playing Mm -hmm. or haven't been able to play um and within that time it's taught me to write without having an instrument there Mm -hmm. i'll listen to music as i'm riding down the road and i'll like the beat or something you know or the tempo, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of, like, pick out, like, something in my head, and mm-hmm. it'll start ruminating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll write that down in my notes now, mm-hmm. and before I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, I'd have to have something there. 
it's just really changed the way that I've had to approach writing. Mm -hmm. But it's also made me a lot more aware of how it can strengthen a lot of the songs that I currently have. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, this the structured part for me is really more along trying to stay organized. You know, mm -hmm. like because I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe some people do write in a structured way where they sit down and they write a song in the morning every day, and that's like a ritual for them. Maybe, but I haven't talked to anybody that really does it that way. It's like we all have these little mm -hmm. lightning bolt moments where you hear a snippet of that or something from a song, something inspirational. And you make a note of it somehow, a notebook or a voice memo, or you record it, but then having the discipline to go back and listen to it and then spend some dedicated time to going, oh, let's expand that idea mm -hmm. a little bit has been, I don't know, kind of what I feel and hear coming from a lot of people that are talking about this. Is that, I don't know, do you sense that or? Yeah, I do. I, I think the big thing, I've, I've been trying to think about like really what has changed in my writing mm -hmm. or where I want to go with it. Mm -hmm. And I think when we all first start writing, it's cathartic, right? You, like, you're really just doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And there comes a point in time where you play for so long, you're like, okay, how do I grow with this? Mm -hmm. And then you start writing for other people to play with you. Mm -hmm. Or you allow other people to come in and kind of put their touch on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it expands a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then it goes a little bit further out of that, maybe at the same time, simultaneously, you're thinking, how does this affect other people? Mm -hmm. Because these are really personal things that we're putting out. Yeah. But you also want someone to listen to it that can connect to it in the same way mm -hmm. that you connect to music, that same pool that pulled you to writing. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit more thought into the writing process now. And more intention. And more intention than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Because before, again, it used to be like just my own therapy. Mm -hmm. Now I've seen like it feels so much better with other people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I want to go with my writing now. And I've been going, writing with other people, trying to do co-writes. Emily and I have done co-writes. And it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this is why I did this. Because the first from the first open mic, there was a sense of community. Mm -hmm. And the more that I do it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you start to realize, like, hey, I'm not alone in these things. If I'm having, like, a writer's block, I'm not alone in it. There are other people that struggle with it. Mm -hmm. If I'm not really good with composition, I'm not, you know, there are people that I can go to. Mm -hmm. I can be more resourceful and less protective over what I write, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And that's been really the the beautiful part about this. It took me so long to get there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I wish I could have hit, hit rewind a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, and, and like maybe start that process a little sooner. But I think I'm in the right place now with the right people and the right frame of mind. To make that happen. That's good. And that's really exciting. Yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So the um, I, that really resonates with me a lot, too. For a while, it took time before I felt like I was you know, competent, enough, competent enough, really, as a musician to contribute to like, sure. some sort of co-writing or some sort of, you know, because a lot of my writing lyric came first in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Poetry was, was first. But always heard sounds and always played an instrument, but I couldn't express myself well enough on the guitar to, you know, like looking back, really feel like I could actually contribute well to a co-write situation. Like Emily and I have tried to write a few songs together. We like, yeah. we get some momentum on stuff, but you know, and I'm, um, so there's all that growth that happens, but it sure. doesn't happen if you sit in the room by yourself, you know, it's like just yeah. the act of getting right. out and starting a co-write, even if the song doesn't get finished, 
you know, I think there's such a, a powerful thing in that sharing of space and energy to I was gonna say, influence each other. Not only have we we've tried to write from scratch, we've sat. Well, I mean, you sat in with 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 us for one of yeah, our that was fun. sessions on writing that song. <laughs> the song is on its like fourth iteration right now. It <laughs> will get done. I promise. I swear it's going to be. We still finished. need to schedule time to to That's finish. That's a great song. But um, but we've also sat with each other and been like, here, can you? Can you listen to this song that I'm not sure where to go, and and each kind of like giving each other mm-hmm. maybe a direction or an idea or this is what I hear because sometimes it's hard when you're so close to a song maybe or you start something you have this idea and then you're not sure where to go like you said yeah um, and like someone else can hear it and be like oh this is what I think of when I just heard what you and you're like oh. Yeah, that's a cool direction. Yep. Um, so co-writing can be, I want to say, intimidating, um, but also it, it just it doesn't have to be. You can just be like, take it or leave it. These are ideas. This is what I hear. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a great podcast that maybe maybe we should or shouldn't edit out of this when I say the words, but <laughs> there's a great podcast called The Broken Record, and mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it. It's totally worth checking out because they're interviewing a bunch of songwriters as well. It's Malcolm Gladwell and um, Rick Rubin. Um, and they interview a trio of women that have written for everybody from Taylor Swift to you name it. And uh, they talk about that, um, the, pro- the the importance of co-writes, you know, and, and I think one of the things that I learned from not only listening to that, but like our experiences writing and my experience working with you co-writing, like just the different things that we bounced around is, at least for me, I used to go into it with this mindset, well, we're going to get together, we're going to write a song. And like, eh, maybe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to get together and we're going to have a a beverage of our choice, coffee, water, tea, a beer, whatever. We're going to talk about music. We're going to, you know, do some things, play some songs together, focus on original stuff, and see how that influence impacts whatever we're thinking or feeling. And it might be something that you run with in that session, and it might be something that comes back to you months later when you find a song typed, like, oh, I should look at this and work. I have ideas for you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so as your writing process develops now, it's still still led with the music, like expressing yourself musically with a guitar, with an instrument, and then kind of lyrics coming, or do the lyrics come first sometimes? It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's daunting when your process changes, because you're like, if this works, I think the important thing is, it's like, it's cool to try stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You try it, if it works, cool. If it doesn't, cool. But you can always come back to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like doing this back and forth now where I'll be in the car and I'll hear like a melody. And have you seen that movie, the Elton John movie, Rocket Man? Yeah, I have not seen it. Okay. Well, I watched that movie and it resonated with me in a very deep way because we tell ourselves these things over and over again. I'm not a good composer. I'm not this. I'm not right. We lean on our strengths, but then we're like, we're not good at this. Right. Um, Watching that movie like my whole life. I can identify with him as a kid in that movie where it's just like you hear like this music in your head all the time. And I do, but I try to match it on the guitar. It doesn't work or whatever. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just bad at this. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, leaning on being more resourceful, leaning a lot more on my friends now that have different skills. So that's an idea. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, Hey, what do you think about this? 
like what can we do to add this part or whatever because i really want it to match this mm -hmm. line or this whatever um and that's really been helpful but like lately i haven't been writing a lot honestly um i think that i've just mostly been listening mm -hmm. and that's important to you mm -hmm. and a friend of mine once told me that you know sometimes it's more important just to listen mm -hmm. um until you have something to say yeah and that's kind of where i'm at mm -hmm. um so I've got a lot to process. Yeah, you do. You've, you've had <laughs> I've been, a lot. I've been, been through, through it. a lot. I've been through it. And I'm not so sure. There's a lot of words there. Mm -hmm. And I've written a lot of little notes. I have more notes in my phone now than I ever have where I just go in and write, which is, again, I don't usually write them until after I go listen to the audio that I've recorded. Mm -hmm. So now it's just mostly all lyrics. Mm -hmm. So at some point, I want to put some music to it. Yeah. Um, and I think I might approach that a little bit differently now just because... I'm a little limited in my guitar playing these days. Mm -hmm. I can still play, but it's just rough. Yeah, so I think, place. yeah, I think this this whole experience the last six months um, of being kind of stagnant with music has pushed me into that next thing that I was always afraid to do, which is pull the keys back out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because that's my love instrument. You know, everybody's got their love instrument. That's mine. Okay. And I think I'm going to focus that on that part a lot more. Uh, than I have, mm -hmm. just to give it a little bit of a tribute. You know, right. Prince had different projects for different, sure. you know, albums. And I feel like I'm in that phase of my life where I'm kind of working on a different project. Awesome. I want to expand on what's already there, but I also want to try, like, something different. Yeah. You know? You definitely sure. need more uh, more out there. Um, <laughs> that was, like, when we did the Voice in the Pen album, I was like, yes, now we get to record one of your songs. Yeah. <laughs> we put Walk for a while out there. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like hopefully propelled you to get yeah. a little bit more recording done. Yeah. You guys have really honestly, just like on a side note here, have really pushed me to keep pushing for music, you know, in a weird way. Like I feel like life has kind of led me to people that have always pushed me outside of my comfort zone mm. and I've leaned into it, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't lean away from it. Right. <laughs> right. Because I wouldn't have all these beautiful people in my life, yeah. like that are providing support and encouragement. But honestly, like Emily, when we were like trapped for quarantine for like two weeks with COVID, house sitting, um, was just like, you need to record this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd never really been through the recording process. So mm -hmm. for, I, I'd done it one time and it was a good friend of mine. And he said, come in. I've got the studio. Let's try this thing. Mm hmm. And I went in, and all we did was jam. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, I just yeah, wanted to play. Yeah, I didn't care yeah. about all the rest of it. So it's a new way. It's, a, it's between the two of you of, like, really learn, like, the ins and outs of, like, recording and how much work that takes and um, getting to go record for the first time in a real studio uh, with Trent was amazing. It's an uh, experience. It's an it? experience, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talked to him about, like, the click track and what you have to do to prepare. And, yeah. You know, you go in there and you're like, I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to play guitar on this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy stretch from, like, a guitar on a couch in your living room or playing out in front of a crowd of people when you're used to your gear to this whole overwhelming process of, like, all this gear. And yeah. you're like, you think you'll just show up, plug in, and play. But there's all these little nuances and steps, so you got to go. And yeah. you got to stay in the right frame of mind. 
And you're the it's only tough. one there. Yeah. You, you, your own worst critic, are there in the studio with right. you, the performer. With headphones on, with headphones listening on, to every listening little to mistake. Every yeah, that's the weird part. Like, having to hear yourself, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I didn't like hearing myself the first time I heard, ever heard a, a recording of me singing. I was like, oh, I should not be doing this. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> you have like, a great voice, man. Oh, well, thank you. You've got, like, that radio voice, you know? It's I'm, all smooth. It's got, it's getting there. Thank you. I've learned to love it. It's taken time, but I definitely, you know, the first time you hear, I, I don't know, most people I've talked to, the first time they hear Strange. a recording of themselves is really weird. Also, because scientifically you hear differently. So when you mm -hmm. speak, mm -hmm. what you hear is not the same thing you'll hear if you listen to a recording of yourself right. because your ears work differently. Yeah, we got all these bones and stuff yeah, in the way. Yeah, you know? like in like cochlear fluid. I, yeah. Anyways, that's a whole other rabbit <laughs> hole. We're going to get to hear you play a couple songs today, cool. right? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, we're stoked for that. We're cool. going to get you set up for that and uh, make the necessary arrangements. Thank you so all much right. for Thank being here so and much. hanging out. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. We appreciate yeah. you. Keep doing the thing. We'll keep doing the things. <laughs> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound The words that fall right out your mouth when they do Give the chance to make it through, yeah Amazing love, how could it be That you would love someone like me And you do, yeah Amazing grace, how sweet the sound You saved me, baby, now I'm found Inside your arms, nowhere else I'd rather be Nowhere else I'd rather be Just a tumbleweed Blowing in the wind and you called me I'm just a tumbleweed Blowing in the wind and you called me Starts with you and it is so sweet. Amazing love, this little dream. It starts with you and it is so sweet. Just a tumbleweed blowing in the wind and you called me. Just a tumbleweed blowing in the wind, and you called me. Yeah. 
Well, you've been stealing my water and drinking my gin. You're welcome, wore out before you walked in. I never met a stranger, but I swear we're not friends. Singing my soul to the devil who knew the new song, my neck already come out of loose. All I see is red, should best be warm. I've been crazy in the head since my brother was dead. I've been born again more often than not. I know better than the troubles I've saw. I'm down on my luck, but I know it's all true. The God made the devil, and the devil tempts you. God made the devil and the devil tempts you. God made the devil and the devil's in you. God made the devil and the devil's not through. Maybe it's a goddamn woman in you. La da 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 da. Stealing our water, drinking our gin, feeding us poison, feeding us poison, and I won't let you in. Why do the good always die so young? And why do the bad stay to get shit done? Why do the good always go too young? And why do the bad stay to get shit done? I've been down on my luck, down on my life. All I ever wanted was a goddamn try. Down on my luck, down on my life. Tell the devil to give me his best damn try. God made the devil and the devil tempts you. God made the devil and the devil's in you. God made the devil and the devil's not through. Maybe it's the goddamn woman in you. La da 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 da. Stealing our water, drinking our gin, feeding us poison, feeding us poison, and I won't let you in. Well, she smokes that reaver and she snorts that dope. Her face is faded and her hands are swollen. Her razor is sharpened and her teeth are sore. Chewing bit by bit, begging life for more. I've been searching for my heaven and kneeling for my truth and asking for God to rescue me too. The angel was forgotten and my God's gone black. He's hidden in the image of a barrel painted black. God made the devil and the devil tempts you. God made the devil and the devil's not through. God made the devil and the devil's not through. Maybe it's the goddamn woman you. La da 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 da. Stealing our water, drinking us gin, feeding us poison, feeding us poison, and I won't let you in. Mm-hmm.